This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Interesting new report out today from the Canadian Association of Petroleum Producers. And I'm really curious to, to find out uh, how they envision this. Uh, but they say over the next three years, if the province and the energy sector can work together, it could lead to the creation of more than 24,000 jobs and a $5 billion injection into the economy. I would think that industry would want to be very careful about the idea of getting into bed with the government, partnering with the government. I'd be better off to seek to have the government uh, get out of the way of industry. So well, let's find out what this is all about. Uh, Tim McMillan joins us, president and CEO of the Canadian Association of Petroleum Producers. Tim, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Okay, so in terms of the partnership you envision here, what, what does that look like? Well, you know, I guess I should be clear. It's not a partnership where we're looking for government money or right. business dealings. It's that we look over the last couple of years and the regulatory changes which have been um, impairing the growth or the, impairing the ability to attract investment to Alberta, and it adds up uh, substantially in between $450 million and $760 million of increased costs a year uh, in just the last few years of regulatory changes. So what we're putting forward is how do we reposition ourselves so that we can attract the investment that today is flowing increasingly to other places in North America and around the world. All right, so what what do you need the government for, though, that, that industry can't do on its own? You know, over the last couple of years, uh, we've seen substantial changes in global energy dynamics, and especially here in Alberta. Uh, We've seen layoffs. We've seen the supplier community have thinner margins, and and, um, it's been a very difficult time. Um, We've got our costs down. We've got our break-evens lower, but we're still losing out to investments in the U.S., uh, in other places in Canada and around the world. And it's now, I think, an opportunity for us to get our regulatory uh, efficiency in line with what other jurisdictions are doing, because other jurisdictions are being very deliberate about how they're positioning themselves to attract investment. Well, how are they doing that? Well, our our largest competitor today, uh, the country that's getting the most new investment and growing their production substantially is the U.S., and we've seen over the last couple of years uh, an election campaign based on making oil and gas the centerpiece of the economic revival in the U.S. They're streamlining their processes. They're lowering um, the bars to entry. Uh, they're making their regulatory regime more efficient. And I don't think we as Canadians should follow all of their lead. But uh, as we're making changes that are in a, an Alberta-centric model, let's do it in the most cost-effective, regulatory-efficient manner absolutely possible. Okay, so what you're talking about then is uh, government being able to to target and change or eliminate certain regulations or make the kinds of policy changes that that you think can unlock this potential. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, there's a there's a long list of regulatory change that's going on right now. Probably one of the most regulatory uh, intensive periods we've seen in decades. And everything from methane regulations to climate costs to environmental water and land usage. And in each of them, I think there's an opportunity to do things efficiently. And there's also an opportunity just to layer on unnecessary costs. And what are some of those unnecessary costs that we see in Alberta? You know, there's a lot of examples, but one that I think uh, where we're shooting ourselves uh, on both sides is where we have the overlap between 
lease tenure, and caribou ranges. Uh, in Alberta, we have a system where companies acquire land that they want to develop into a, a viable asset. They may invest in a production facility, but they need to hold the next 50 years worth of development so that they can continue to feed that facility. We have a lease tenure system that dates back 50 years, and uh, we require companies to go out and drill incremental wells to delineate their resource, to understand what the resource looks like in the oil sands, in an area where they know it very well, where seismic has come a long way, we can be far less invasive. At the same time, caribou habitat is a a very high priority for for Alberta, for our governments and our citizens. And uh, we're almost working against ourselves because it's very expensive to maintain and rehabilitate caribou habitat after we've disturbed it. So if we can find a more efficient um, lease tenure system, um, it's not going to be as costly or as damaging on the caribou side. All right. And, and I mean, that's, that's the kind of regulation you're talking about. Does, does that have the effect of scaring away investment? Absolutely. Uh, we have seen consistently over the last few years increasing dollars moving to other parts uh, of North America, where Alberta used to take up a fairly substantial portion of the capital spending, um, that's been decreasing, and uh, most certainly in the oil sands. So we, I think we have work to do, and I guess we're working with governments all the time. What we're putting forward today is that there's an urgency to this, and the underinvestment today is going to play out in lost jobs today and lost opportunity into the future. What about carbon pricing? I mean, that's obviously a big difference between Alberta at the moment and the United States and soon to be Canada as a whole in the United States. So how do we balance that? Um, again, I think that uh, there's, there's multiple ways to do it. We need to be very thoughtful in our approach. Um, other countries um, and other jurisdictions, as they've implemented uh, carbon pricing, have looked at how they protect industries that are energy-intensive and trade-exposed. And in Europe, in California, that have very well-established uh, um, carbon pricing systems, um, they have explicitly um, looked at those sectors and said, let's, let's ensure that we're getting the outcomes we're looking for without driving jobs to, to other jurisdictions, which is a, a risk certainly for us. All right. And are we talking about regulation then? I mean, that's obviously right now it's provincial, soon to be federal jurisdiction, but um, obviously there, there's overlapping uh, jurisdiction when it comes to, to this kind of regulation. Some of it's provincial, some of it's federal, right? Yeah. And uh, we this is the first piece of work that we put out that uh, looks at Alberta compared to the rest of the world. And um, we're also working on one for the federal government. We've been sharing it with officials and uh, engaging with, uh, with the federal government as well. We're also going to be looking at other provinces, but uh, we started with Alberta. We feel that this is where the most urgency is, where some of our biggest challenges today are, and um, wanted to ensure that uh, we got the ball rolling. As you say, I mean, you're not looking for a handout from government, but some are going to see this, though, as, as though maybe you're looking for preferential treatment. You know, not at all. And the, the way you let in about if we can get this right, if we can maintain our high environmental and regulatory standards, but do it in a cost-effective way, we think that we can actually contribute to the province, to the economy, creating 24,000 jobs, creating almost $5 billion worth of GDP. So nothing preferential at all, just an opportunity to do things better, to be more efficient, and to, to recognize that the world has changed. And if we don't step forward and grasp uh, our opportunity, it will pass us by. 
How does this all tie in, though, to to the economics of the industry and specifically, you know, fluctuating price? And and certainly, you know, we've seen this recent dip in oil prices and a little bit more pessimism as to what's going to happen in the short term. I mean, that seems to be isn't that more important and relevant than than regulatory uh, structure? The certainly the global price has over the last few years seen capital pull back globally Uh, in the last year, however, Capital investment is flooding back into the oil and gas industry. And um, I think that low price has shone a spotlight on some of the weaknesses here in Alberta. And uh, when we see the capital investment in neighboring provinces going back up at a far faster rate than it is here, when we see it uh, most certainly in the U.S. compared to here, that is the, that's the litmus test. So no, nowhere in the world is immune to price changes. Um, the challenge is that now that prices are stabilizing and coming back up, we're not back at the table. We're sitting two or three rows back. Well, yeah, I think this uh, highlights some important uh, issues. More at cap.ca. That's C-A-P-P.ca. Tim, thanks for joining us here today. Appreciate it. Appreciate your time. Thank you. All right, that's Tim McMillan. He is uh, president and CEO of the Canadian Association of Petroleum Producers. Uh, so where the government could streamline regulation uh, and do so in a responsible way, Right, because obviously any regulation, I mean, there's a reason for it being there. Uh, but we can still achieve those goals, but do so in a more effective way, they're saying. And uh, that will go a long way toward uh, stimulating the industry and uh, attracting new investment, which I think is something we all want to see. Well, for the most part. Anyway, 403-974-8255 is a number. We are back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.